0: Welcome to the Rent to Retirement podcast, your resource for passive real estate investing and retirement strategies. If you're new to real estate or planning your financial future, you're in the right place. Join us at renttoretirement.com to find your path to financial freedom and an easy, carefree retirement. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey, rent to retires. It's Adam Schrader here, and I am once again joined by the rent to retirement private money raising machine, Amy Majuri. Amy, thanks for coming back and joining us again.
0: Thank you, sir. It's great to be here.
1: Absolutely. So, if you haven't heard our first episode with Amy, go back and you know search in the podcast archives. You'll find it. We touched a little bit on the idea of raising other people's money, showing you that it can be done. But I wanted to get into into the weeds a little bit more because I thought whenever I looked at Amy's stuff before that there was a 20 second power pitch. And then I just found out a few minutes ago that 20 seconds is too long to start somebody. So Amy, you now have a four second power pitch. And my question to you is I've done radio before, so I know that like 60 seconds can feel like a lifetime and 30 seconds can be plenty of time, but four seconds seems like not enough time. So how the heck do you reduce it down to a four second pitch?
0: Yeah, it's so funny because I've been doing this for 10 years. So, you know, for those of you who have downloaded and been applying the 20 second power pitch, I did the exact same thing for 10 years and it works you guys. So do that if you would like. Um, But what I decided to do was Basically create a four-second power pitch that's just a little bit more clear and concise, and I'll share in a second, which you can then parlay into your 20-second, basically, response. Um, So the next time somebody asks you, you know, what do you do for a living? Or you're talking to someone you haven't seen in a while, and they say, hey, Adam, how have you been? What are you up to? Instead of going into that 20-second power pitch, I just say, I show investors how to earn double digit returns backed by real estate. How have you been? What are you up to? <laughs> right. And so then they're like, whoa, what? What do you mean? <laughs> investors, double digits. And then when they ask for more, which naturally will happen when you respond to somebody like that, then you can throw them the 20 second power pitch and then use that to, you know, go into coffee talks and things like that.
1: Nice. Yeah, I find, you know, I just had a a get together with a large group of friends last week and I found they asked me like, "Oh, so what do you do nowadays?" And I said, "Oh, I connect investors with investment properties across the country." And it was just, "Wait, what?"
0: <laughs> "Yeah, I love it. Tell me what does that mean? Tell me more."
1: Yeah. So, let's go over the 22nd power pitch again real quick. I know we touched on it a, a little bit last time, but for those of people who I told you to go back and listen to the previous episode and they didn't go back and listen to the previous episode run us through just a quick a quick tidbit of well i guess take maybe 30 seconds to talk about your 20 second power pitch
0: yeah sure <laughs> you know so you're basically just giving slightly more detail um into what that means so when somebody's like explain tell me more what does that mean then i just go into who i am and what i do But again, very clearly and in a concise manner. Um, And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a residential redeveloper, you know, based out of downtown Chicago. I throw in these filler words on purpose so I don't sound scripted. And we're currently on target to renovate 10 properties over the next 12 months. And our investors love it because they get to kick back and relax while we do all the work. And they earn double digit returns with a protected, secured and insured asset. So, you know, that's my focus for this year. How about you? (laughs) And so, right, it's giving them a little bit more detail, but they're still going to be like, wait, tell me more. What do you mean? And then you just go into, you know, again, you're at a restaurant, you're at a bar, you're at a soccer game, right? So you don't want to just like throw a bunch of stuff at them. But then that's when, you know, you go into like all your credibility pieces and why it's so amazing to invest with you. But you do that later via Zoom or in person, you know, grab a cup of coffee or something.
1: Yeah. And so what I wanted to get into today as well as techniques that you can use. And so most people haven't, uh, you know, actually gone out and raised other people's money before. And so if I don't have a group of people that I know who have, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 lying around that I can pitch on a given, you know, meet at a coffee shop. Cause I'm not just going to go to a bar and be like, Hey, do you have 30 grand that uh, I can deploy into real estate? So how do they go about actively finding people who have the money, who would be interested in the product that you're doing?
0: Great question. Here's the great news. You can still go to a bar, but we're just going to change our mindset and change our approach and how we lock up that 30 grand or whatever it is. So let's just, I'm going to. I can take you through five strategies if we have time on how you can get out there and start finding private money right now, whether you're new experience, whether you want to target people you know or not, it doesn't matter. So let's start with the four second power pitch. We're going to make a mindset shift right now. The minute any one of us leaves our homes, anyone we encounter, including the man taking his garbage bin in right now. Is a prospective private money lender, and all we're going to do, starting with strategy number one, that four-second power pitch, is just plant seeds anywhere and everywhere that we go. So bars, restaurants, sporting events, airports, airplanes, grocery stores, chatting with a neighbor, even if you have another job, talking to coworkers, you're just you're indirectly targeting them um, with the four-second power pitch. So where do you go to raise money? Anywhere, everywhere, every listener here, Adam, I'm indirectly targeting you as a private money lover. I mean, I'm not right, but um, it's everywhere. So we want to start by understanding that we're not asking for anything. I'm not asking you for 30 G's. I'm presenting you with an opportunity to eventually invest in my business. And in return, I'm going to offer you things that the bank and the stock market and other investments don't offer. And I'm going to go above and beyond and secure it by real estate. So. The number one reason why people in this country, even across the world, I was just speaking to one of my students who lives in Israel, why they don't act as private money lenders is because they're simply not educated on the process. So let's get out there as the business owner and entrepreneur and educate them on what our standard process looks like. So that's step one.
1: So they kind of always be pitching well, <laughs> even subtly.
0: But tactfully, respectfully. Yeah, right. <laughs> right.
1: So um, going to walk down the street yelling, "I I help real estate investors get <laughs> double-digit returns." <laughs> little uh, bell.
0: You want to be a little classy about it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think on our last episode and when I do a lot of speaking engagements, you know, I'll share the example of Larry who was a retired uh, physician who was my Uber driver in downtown Chicago. And yes, you guys, you can convert your Uber drivers, people on public transportation into private money lenders. And if they don't have the money or if they don't have the assets, it doesn't matter. You're still gonna pitch them because they're gonna know somebody who can, right? So eventually we're gonna talk about leveraging off of their circle of influence. But um, you know, if you are in an Uber, for example, cause this is so relatable for many of us, And you happen to have a a very quiet Uber driver who doesn't like to chat. Well, (laughs) I purposely will ask, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Are you busy? Like, what do you do outside of Uber? Just so they can go into what they do. And naturally, what are they going to ask me? Yeah, what do you do? Exactly, right? And it's (laughs) it's always that four second power pitch every single time. So that's step one for everyone. It's your four-second power pitch. Now, if you have another job above and beyond real estate, and you don't want to risk, you know, getting in trouble or getting fired, that's on you. You pick and choose when you choose to drop the, f- the four-second power pitch. I used it all the time, even when I worked at Dell. I did not care. I left on. I ended up leaving on great terms, but that was a <laughs> risk I was willing to take. Um, so you do what makes sense for you.
1: Yeah. All right. So that was uh, that was step one, kind of the the first one there. So. I think we still have time for. Can you take us through the next one?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can talk about this all day long. I've got (laughs) fifty-four different strategies, you guys. So um, I don't think
1: we're going to do. I don't think we're going to do all of those on this one.
0: (laughs) But yeah, you know, a lot of people will say this is very common. Um, I don't know how to raise money, or I don't want to raise money because, you know, I feel bad asking people for money. You're not asking for anything. We talked about the opportunity earlier. Um, Or, you know, I don't have any rich friends and family members. Amy, how am I supposed to get out there and raise capital? It doesn't matter. And we're not talking about friends or family members. We're not even talking about people with money. So here's what you can do. Here's how you can get creative and think outside the box. This is just a general trust and rapport building strategy I'm going to share with you. Um, if we're in the business of raising capital, regardless of what your real estate investment strategy is, you don't have to have that figured out yet, then start putting yourself into environments where people with money go. So one thing that I did when I was brand new to the industry was I started to you know, replace activity A, going out with my friends, with activity B. And I started investing in high-end fundraising events. So I would, for example, I could care less about the Chicago Auto Show. I could care less about, but every time the auto show rolled into town, I would invest in a VIP ticket all by myself. I'd get all dolled up. It was black tie and it was either two or 400 bucks. I don't remember. And it was as, as much of a extrovert as I am my heart. I still get nervous. Like it was weird and I hated it. And sure. I may have had a drink before I went, but I would put myself in those environments because people, um, you know, high net worth individuals, high net worth business owners, they're always going to be at these, you know, black tie VIP fundraising events. So start to think about what environments can you put yourself into where you can target people with money? That's just one strategy, right? And mm-hmm. if you can't think of any, I'm giving you one start <laughs> with fundraising events. Like, yeah,
1: I thought you were going to say you went to bars around the mercantile exchange there mm-hmm. in Chicago. And oh, I you know. did that too. <laughs>
0: I did. <laughs> Tavern on rush all the time. Um, so that's another thing you can do, right? And a very common follow-up question is, oh, cool. Like I never thought about that, right? These are just these are just strategies you guys can leverage from in your day-to-day lifestyle. I'm not ge- I'm not telling you to go invest in a bunch of marketing or advertising. This is you know free stuff, you guys. So another follow- up question to that is, okay, cool. So I'm at this like high end fundraising event. Oh my God, what do I say? I just told you step one is your four second power pitch. Right? So it's the same thing every single time, every strategy I share, is very systematic step one for anyone. And everyone is the four second power pitch one way you can target private money lenders. So actually people with money, if you don't want to target people, you know, go to fundraising events.
1: So when you go to those though, you give your four second pitch, they ask about more, you give your 20 second pitch. How do you follow up with that? Do you, I mean, obviously business cards aren't really the, the big thing these days. So I'm assuming you're not friending them on Facebook or following them on LinkedIn or something like that. How are you following up on, on these leads that you're meeting at uh, fundraising events and those things?
0: That is a phenomenal question, which is a great segue into strategy number three.
1: I swear um, I I haven't read them all.
0: I'm going to answer that in two different ways. So um, before I tell you how to follow up with them, strategy three pertains to social media, your online presence, whether we like it or not, you guys, anyone we target and encounter and talk to about private money. The minute we end our meeting or they hang up the phone, they're going to Google us and go to our website. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure as far as a website's concerned, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Don't go invest a bunch of money in a fancy website, a landing page, an opt-in page, a squeeze page is fine. If you don't know what that is, just Google it. But it's basically some sort of a website where people can put a name to a face and be like, Oh, Amy, she is a, private lending expert, right? Or a flipping expert, whatever your thing is. Um so you want a website, go get one from GoDaddy for 5 bucks a month. And then you do want a social media presence. I come across so many people um especially the older generations who are like I'm not tech savvy, I don't know how to deal with social media, like I don't want my friends and family members to know what I'm doing on social media. It's okay if you're not tech savvy and if you don't have an account, you can hire very low paying virtual assistants, go to fiber.com. They can, they can create these accounts for you. The three that you want to focus on are LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And you guys don't have to get fancy. You just want to make sure three to four times a week. Yes, you're posting on social media and you are talking about the next distressed property you're going to walk or the amazing networking mastermind you were just a part of. I could take a screenshot of this um, interview, Adam, with me and you and put it on social media and just be like, just got done wrapping up another mastermind. I'm not saying that this was a Um, an educational interview. Right. Um, But social media and a website is huge. And there are ways that you can organically grow your audience with private money lenders. Um, So that's the first part of your question. Now, how do we follow up with them? I tend to use anywhere from six to 12 different credibility pieces in my business. Um, And I also give these credibility pieces to my students. And one of them that you guys can use right now is what I refer to as a private money presentation. So as you meet these people, you're dropping your four second power pitch, have some sort of a high level presentation um, that you can take them through not like 50 boring PowerPoint slides, mine's 15 pages, very high level. This is who I am. This is what I do. Here's what's in it for me. Here's why I prefer private money. Here's what's in it for you. Here's why it would serve you well to consider investing with me. And here's how we can make money together. So if you don't have something like that, create one, but that's going to be the next step. Oh, you want to learn more? Let's go grab coffee. Let's go grab dinner. Let's schedule a zoom because maybe they're, you know, they don't live in your hometown and you just take them 30 minutes max through this presentation that's it
1: yeah so whenever you know i go to an event i meet somebody they say they're interested you know we go down this path at the end i mean anybody can say yeah i'm in count me in for 20 grand you know whatever are you actually taking their money at that point or are you are they signing something what okay. are they doing at that point point? and what do you have to do with the money
0: Amazing question. This just came up on a coaching call I had two hours ago. So getting a soft commitment, a verbal commitment is great. That's awesome. Then what you want to do is put them into your follow up system. So you don't want to get the money um, immediately um if you don't have a deal so we want to always be building rapport and trust and networking for private money as we're looking for deals we don't want to wait until we have a deal so once someone says yes i'm interested then you follow up with awesome as you know because you've taken the time to educate them right i'm always putting in offers um so what is the minimum investment amount that you're comfortable moving forward with and i think you said 20 or 30 grand Just reconfirm that. Um, So that I know that I reach out to you when I have a deal that fits, you know, that standard. Um, And then you just put them into your follow-up system, whatever your follow-up system looks like. And when you get the deal, then you call them. Okay, you're ready to go here's the deal. Or for those of you who are more seasoned in marketing and you've got deals coming to you consistently, if you know every month you're locking up a new deal, then I would go ahead and I'd be like, great, sounds good. I will prepare the loan documents. I will open up a third party, an escrow account with the title company. Let's get that wire process as soon as possible because you know within 30 days you'll have a deal. So you can get the paperwork going, get the wire transaction going, create the escrow account. And then in that case, I would just start accruing the interest from the minute the wire is processed.
1: Okay. And so I swear I don't know... What uh, number four is that you're going to say, and I probably can't predict it. So, what what is the fourth one that you wanted to to tell people?
0: So, number four and five are also pretty cool. They're two of my top creative social media strategies out there. So, number four is going to be something that I refer to as my one by four by thirty method. So, what that means is one day a week, I would pre schedule four. 30-minute one-on-ones with private money lenders. So my day of the week was Thursday mornings. So this does not mean that I would wake up Thursday, look at my calendar and be like, oh my gosh, I got to hustle. I got to make four random phone calls because that's on my list of things to do today. No, that means strategically and proactively, I'm spending Friday through Tuesday vetting people and putting them into my calendar for Thursday mornings face-to-face coffee talk where I take them through my private money presentation. So um, I've taken them through my four second power pitch. They understand in 20 seconds what I do at a high level and they want to know more. Now, one of the places I would go to implement this one by four by 30 method was LinkedIn. Earlier, I said social media is huge. You want a LinkedIn account. So again, everything's very closely integrated. So I would go into LinkedIn and sure, we're all going to look for Real estate investor, private money lender, you know, I don't know, raising capital expert if we're looking <laughs> for private money. But how do we get creative and think outside the box? So I started searching for investment banker, stockbroker, financial advisor, people who have nothing to do with real estate, but they know people with money, right? <laughs> And I would reach out to them tactfully and strategically on LinkedIn. There's a way you guys want to do this. Um, And 80% of the time, you guys, they didn't respond. But the 20% that did led to those coffee talks. Um, And I would just come right out and tell them. I'm very direct. I would say, look, I'm not here to dilly-dally. I don't want to steal your clients. I'm here to figure out if there's a way for you and I to collaborate. I don't believe in competition. Here's who I am. Here's what I do. If you have a client that wants to diversify their their portfolio and invest in real estate, send them to me as a referral. All I need is an introduction. If they end up investing in one of my deals, every single time they invest with me, I will pay you a 1% referral fee. And I promise never to go directly to your client without going through you first. Who's going to say no to that? Right. So that always led to so many new conversations and referrals and none of this goes in writing i don't have contracts that i make them signs the honor system it's you know an element of trust that goes into this um but that was my one by four by 30 method primarily leveraging off of linkedin
1: okay yeah i never realized i think whenever i was starting the social media presence back way in the day I, i never realized how big and huge and how many people actually use LinkedIn. Cause I always just kind of thought of it as this side, side thing that, you know, nobody really used. But then I found out about five, six years ago, that there's a lot of people who use it and post articles to it. And it's very business oriented and seems to be a much larger deal than uh, I ever imagined it actually was.
0: Yeah, I agree. And actually I primarily, th- the best quality lead that I generate now, they actually come from LinkedIn and Instagram. I still do use Facebook because um, it has it has turned more into a friends and family network. And even though I don't target them for capital, I like them seeing what I'm doing because they know people, right, in their network. Um, and for those of you who do want to target friends and family, again, I just, I'm stubborn. Um uh, <laughs> And I still have anger from when I got into the business 10 years ago and my family didn't support me. I don't need your money. I'm going to prove you wrong. That's my only reason for not targeting them. Um, but yeah, most of my leads come nowadays from Instagram and LinkedIn. So I agree with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. so uh, so we got a one by four by 30. So you're only doing four appointments on Thursday. That's it. Or are you is that like your minimum?
0: Um, that's the minimum. So when I actually first started, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. I lost (laughs) friends. My family was mad at me. I had like very minimal social life because I hustled. I was actually doing eight meetings um, every Thursday morning with private money lenders. The only reason I say four is because I don't, you know, I work with investors with all experiences and um, different time commitments and I don't want to overwhelm anyone. So I feel like four a week is manageable for anyone out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you get up to eight eight things a day is that's I mean, people might say that's only four hours, but that's a lot of time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, before we go to number five, here's what I would also do with those four or eight meetings, whatever, I would purposely schedule them back to back. So I would go downstairs to the Starbucks in my building, and um, that's where we would meet and um because I want the person who's coming in to see that I'm already seated with someone else. So now I'm generating the sense of urgency with my audience, right? Oh my God, how many private money lenders are interested in working with Amy? This sounds legit, like I better make a decision. So I don't, I I schedule them back to back and I go a couple of minutes over the allotted time.
1: Okay, (laughs) Okay, so number five. That's a little little harsh.
0: I mean, I'm still respectful. Um, You know, it's cool because what we do, and I know Adam, you're an investor too, it's like we get to pick and choose the people that, you know, we want to work with. And that includes private money lenders. Like, I don't care how much money you have. If I don't like you, I'm not working with you. So this is fun too, right? So they eventually become your friends, you know, your strategic business partners, team members. I've gone on vacation. I've become best friends with some of my private money lenders. Um, So yeah, there's a way that you guys can raise capital the right way with high ethics, high morale. And eventually you will be turning away money from people whose ethics and morale don't align with yours.
1: Nice. It's good to Um, hear. Yes. (laughs) So number five, is it more social media or what do we have there?
0: So um, I'm sharing four and five are my top two social media strategies. Um, And I share these with you guys because we can all go implement this right now. So number five is going to be, how do we get creative and think outside the box when it comes to meetups? So we've all heard of meetup, meetup.com. And I can't tell you how many real estate investors New York experience have called me saying, Amy, I'm so excited. I attended my monthly real estate networking event. And, um, you know, what do I do to get ready for next month's networking event? And I'm like, I'm sorry, did you just say you check marked the box for your monthly networking event Okay, so great start, but at a minimum, we want to be networking or going to events every week, preferably every single day um, we are attending networking events. Um, So here's what I would do. A lot of us will go into meetup and do a key term search for real estate, um, vacation rental events, I don't know, venture capitalist. Um, whatever you can think of that's got to do with real estate. So here's what I did. I started searching for entrepreneurial events. And I didn't care if it was the food and beverage industry, the gaming industry, the tech industry, um, pharmaceutical industry, any event with entrepreneurs, I would go. Because if you think about it, every entrepreneur is going to build a team and raise capital, right? So if they can't help you or if they don't want to help you, they're going to know somebody who can. So what do we do when we go to these events and they ask you what you do for a living? It's the four second power pitch, right? But you got to make sure it's very, very important. You guys, before you start taking action, that you know, your role, you're confident in who you are, what you're doing, why you're doing it, what the benefits are. You want to make sure you can answer the hard questions because you're going to come across people who have never lent money before. And then you're going to come across investors straight out of wall street managing hedge funds. So um, make sure that You're going to answer the hard questions before you get out there and start doing this. Because anytime anybody senses any sort of timidness or uncertainty in our voice, then that's it. We've lost them at the potential lead and they're not going to invest or introduce us to their network.
1: Yeah. Now, I know we were talking about a a deal that you're working on now, but I'm, I'm curious when you have, when you're looking for investments for your private money lenders what is your like what numbers do you need to see before you just say eh, that's not for me
0: like the, this is a deal or it's not a deal yeah so that's such a great question. great questions adam <laughs> so that's one thing i i don't wing it i've got a very right. detailed the buying criteria so anytime Whether I'm buying a rental property or a fixer-upper, I plug every single cost variable into my deal analyzer. And this is what tells me whether or not I put in an offer. Um, And so until my offer is accepted and the contract's been fully executed, um, I don't get out there and lock up the capital.
1: Is that what you're asking? Uh, I, I just meant in general, like when you see a deal, kind of like, are you looking for a specific cash on cash or an internal rate of return or kind of what are you looking for there?
0: Yeah, no, no. Great question. So if it's a flip or a wholesale deal in my deal analyzer, what I look at, at my bottom number is a net ROI of a minimum of 10%. So if the net ROI is 10% on a flip or a wholesale deal, then I'll buy. Um, When it comes to vacation rentals, passive income properties, turnkey rentals, that varies. Um, It really... Sometimes I look at cash on cash return. Sometimes I look at monthly cash flow. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, I'm parking more of my money into commercial syndications because it's more passive for me. Um, You know, and I also look at I've been doing a lot more of the whole BRRRR strategy, right? Looking for that appreciation. So it just varies. And I treat every single rental property as a unique situation. And depending on what the market's doing, I'll decide an exit strategy um, once the property has been renovated.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much, Amy. It was a pleasure talking to you today. Again, this was Amy Majuri. You can get in touch with her through the Rent to Retirement website. Click on the About Us. She's on the Meet the Team. You can schedule a call with her. Uh, maybe she'll put you on a Thursday morning, uh, maybe in a coffee shop, maybe on Zoom. But uh, Amy, really appreciate you joining us here today. Again, check her out at Rent to renttoretirement.com. So Amy, thank you. Thank you. So at least for everybody else, go to rent to retirement You can see our inventory as well. Schedule a call with us. Uh, We can connect you with Amy as well if you don't want to schedule a call with her directly through there, or we can talk to you about properties that are available and how we can help you with your portfolio. We'd also appreciate you leaving us a review on your podcast platform. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. We'll see you on the next one.
0: Thanks for listening to the Rent to Retirement podcast, your number one resource for wealth building, real estate investing and stress-free retirement strategies. Continue your real estate education and invest with us at renttoretirement.com.